0: Welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another great episode of the Beyond Normal podcast. I'm excited to have this next guest on. Uh, he goes by the name of Donovan Wright. He's, he's working on a Guild App, which is uh, trying to make uh, renovations stress-free. Uh, so for all those homeowners out there, um, all those contractors out there, this is one that you definitely uh, don't want to miss, and we're glad that you're um, tuning in today. So without further ado, I want to bring Donovan to the stage. How's it going, Donovan? It's going good, man. Can't complain. Appreciate you having me on, man. Appreciate you uh hopping on the platform. Uh we got that guild app in that in that right uh top corner there on the screen. So um I wanna I wanna give the mic to you. Uh set the stage for us, let us know a little bit about Donovan uh prior to you uh starting the guild app. Like tell us, you know, what what your story was before you decided to wear this hat as a founder.
1: Yeah, man. So born and raised in Virginia, went to the Mecca uh, for my undergrad, which is Howard University, the best university in the world. Um, Graduated in 2013, moved to Detroit uh, to work for Ford Motor Company. So jumped right into the, you know, the big corporate automotive industry, uh, doing a lot of different aspects of marketing in there, which is what I studied at Howard. uh, And then really started to kind of get that passive income bug, that everybody was talking about in the early, uh, 2014, 2015 timeframe, um, with Airbnb and, you know, bigger pockets, which was another huge influence for me. Um, and then started on the real
0: estate path from there. That's dope, man. And, uh, you starting out, uh, in real estate, um, is, uh, is, is quite the challenge by itself. Uh, but so tell us a little bit about what you saw, um, being a being a homeowner um that that got you to that point where that idea went off in your head that was the genesis of of guild
1: yeah so I, i had purchased my first property and was about to go through the process of getting it renovated and so long story short get connected with a great contractor but who's on the older side so pretty much everything is cash and paper um going through the process, I end up $25,000 over budget in two months and delays from when I was supposed to have the property live and have a tenant in it versus when I finally did. And I just sat there basically was just like, you know, I cannot let this happen again because the real estate industry is unforgiving for most people when they try to get that first property. Um, and if you make a mistake, lose all your money, get the wrong property, get the wrong contractor, the real estate industry often doesn't doesn't give second chances. So it's like I'm not gonna let this happen again. i I want to improve this process, use that marketing background to find what these pain points were and how I could address them. Um and once I kind of laid it out, I started to look for okay, there has to be some type of platform out there that can help me with these things. And there just wasn't. So I was just like, well if I'm gonna do this from a real estate perspective, I need this tool. Um so I'm just gonna get this tool built. Um but the more I did research for guild. Um, the more information I got, the more potential customers and users I talked to, I just fell in love and was just like, well, I'm just gonna focus
0: on this. Uh, that's that's dope, man. And, uh, yeah, you being, being that, that, that honest about that, that going $25,000 over budget, uh, that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, that's a lot of money, right? And so <laughs> you really taking the time before you jump in head first again, um, I, I commend you for that move, because like you said, real estate can be an unforgiving uh, industry. And we can even think back to the, the uh, extreme case when uh, at the end of the t- 2000s, right, where a yeah. lot of home prices pretty much just cratered. And it took probably 10, 10 years. We're just now getting to the point where they recovered. Yeah. And so that was a smart move. Um, probably, you probably booked a lot of trends, uh, with, with taking your time and getting, gathering that feedback though. But, um, I commend you for that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, I man. I think that's, um, one of the things that, I don't know, I guess like, uh, it's probably common amongst a lot of uh, founders is like, they do the work to, to discover where the gaps are, where the problems exist, um. Regardless of them actually founding a company, right? They just—that's just, just kind of innately in them that curiosity to be like, how can I
0: make this better? Got it. And so it sounds like uh, your experience in marketing—you um, you leverage that somewhat, right? You, you mentioned that. So in terms of that dis- customer discovery piece, like, hey, what do you what do you what do you throw out there to all the founders on that that are at that phase of their business? Like, what's something to keep? Uh, top of mind as you're going through that customer discovery?
1: Uh, Find different demographics of personas, right? So like uh, being based in Detroit, there is kind of a urban renaissance that's going on. So I was able to talk to your homeowners who are just like, I'm just focused on my property, Um, your boutique mom and pop landlords, right? Like they got a couple duplexes, things like that. Um, Transplants, folks who've moved here or who are moving here and and trying to renovate a property, you know, not even here yet. And then large scale um, commercial investors who have, you know, 100 unit multifamily property portfolios, things like that, like diversify, because you're going to find that different groups of people have different types of problems. And you don't want to make the mistake of how do I solve every single one of their problems? But being able to cut down and say, okay, here's where I can really focus on and bring value to this very specific subset of of people. Um, And that's what I did in talking to all those different users on the demand side and also talking to a bunch of contractors on the issues that they're having and dealing with customers. Because at the end of the day, as a two sided platform, I have to talk to the supply and the demand side and make sure that they
0: line up. I appreciate you uh Donovan uh that in that segment there. Uh that's what we call dropping gems for sure. So I appreciate you for sharing that uh with the listeners. No problem, no problem. It's um really like
1: man, I mean, this is what this podcast is about. There's so much I learned from other founders where I'm just like, you know what, that's a good idea. I need to I need to use that in my own um business and see where I can get value
0: out of it. Okay, so you started around 2019, that was prior to the pandemic. So then the pandemic hits and it seems like everybody's just at home, like fixing their house.
1: Yep. So yep.
0: Can you talk about a little bit about how that period was for you? Uh, like what type of growth you saw? Uh, because again, I can speak from experience. I was at home just looking for stuff to fix.
1: Yeah. So it's actually is
0: how I built my initial customer list.
1: Um, so 2020 we weren't actually launched yet. We were still building out that initial platform um, and I was just doing a ton of customer research. So, what 2020 actually allowed me to do was focus down on what my MVP was going to be and exactly what pain points we're initially were going to address because I had so many folks I can interview who were going through that process. And then there was also so much I could learn from contractors who were dealing with this, this unknown, because there was a part of a, a part of the year, at least here in Michigan, where all construction was stopped as well. Like no one could be on the job site. No one could go into a property. So it was just, it was really just a great learning experience. So we could hit the ground
0: running in 2021. Nice, nice, nice. Taking advantage. And I'm curious, did you feel any pressure during that period to launch? Just because it seems like it was like, kind of like a golden opportunity for a business like yours, where again, you touched on, you have all this feedback coming in. Did you feel any pressure to actually get something out and, and uh, start building some traction? Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. But um, a
1: lot. I got good advice from my advisors and investors to not rush to market. Um, of course, there's you know this the lean startup method where it's like, well, you could just start doing this, um, and you know, like kind of like just build something out of you know duct tape. But what I really, my concern was especially. With the current environment we were in in 2020 was launching something that would create a bad customer experience and once a startup kind of sets off on that path, it, it's hard to come back from. Um, maybe easier in different ecosystems, but uh, Detroit is they're already very conservative when it comes to technology so I was just like, I, I would rather launch and have it
0: right than you know just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Got it, got it, got it. And being in that market, too, um, I'm, I'm assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you probably have a decent amount of feedback coming from different types of homeowners, investors, and things like that. Like, you probably had a pretty built-out uh, demographic, right, if I can call it that, in terms of the, the different in the types of individuals you were, you were getting feedback from.
1: Absolutely. Just because Detroit is kind of going through a renaissance when it comes to urban development. So I was able to talk to all um, your your boutique investors, your mom and pop landlords, homeowners, um, transplants who were moving in um, to Detroit, and then even large scale
0: investors who have you know a portfolio of you know, 100 to 200 different doors. Hmm. Okay. So um, and with even within what you just said, I, I appreciate you giving me all these nice segues. Uh, you just <laughs> you touched on like your investors, right, and getting some. Uh, having your like your 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 tribe ready to giving you that good feedback, so I'm curious uh, you know first up you know how did you go about selecting who your advisors were, were gonna be uh for the business
1: yeah so the the best advice I ever got when it came to advisors was to only make advisors of people who would do it for free, regardless, mm. Uh, and so that's how I started off. So I did a couple programs um, in the local ecosystem specifically. Uh, it's like incubator um, kind of uh, economic development program called uh, Tech Town. So I met a lot of cool people there. Um, so and a lot of they focus on bringing in folks who've done it before uh, and, 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 and they look at entrepreneurship differently. Like it's not just tech. So they bring in people who, you know, launched uh, hotels, restaurants retail stores, uh, medical devices, things like that. Uh, So that's where I started. And then also went through my network of previous college professors, um, professional colleagues who, who were doing really cool and really great things. And we just reach out to them just to be like, hey, can I bounce this off your idea? You know, can I bounce this idea off of you? Can I have a conversation about this? Or this is what I'm seeing. Can I get your perspective? And the more folks were willing to engage before I was like, even thinking about, would you be willing to be an advisor? And, you know, let's get an advisor agreement or get you on my pitch deck, all that stuff. Uh That's how I built it out. Just built out a trial of people who just wanted to see me succeed,
0: regardless of what it meant for them. Oh, that's uh that's a definitely what I would call in this day and age. We call that a beyond normal concept. Uh Every business is tech enabled now. Yeah. And so I, I, I think, uh, Focusing on the core of your problem, right? Um, which you already alluded to is really the homeowner experience um, and not necessarily the technology enabling. And technology makes it, everything easier. We understand that, but that's not really the core of the problem. Um, and I feel like the, the way that you position a guild um, and what you're going after, it resonated with me even without knowing the technology, right? Just because I, the pain point I understood. And so I, I definitely think that's a beyond normal concept because, again, today, in this day and age, everybody on their pitch and everything like that, they they just kind of push that tech, the technology to the front. And I understand everything's tech enabled. But at the end of the day, like, like how are you impacting people's lives? Like, what's that story you're trying to tell? Exactly. Um, and that's why I always start off with my
1: story, getting into real estate to put anyone, you know, that I'm pitching or just talking to customers and users to put that focus that we're trying to solve a a real pain point for people. Now, how we solve that uh, may look differently, but that is the focus of the people we're trying to help.
0: Got it. Got it. And so, all right, there's a couple different areas, ways we can take this. Um, But earlier you touched on uh, going to, I think you called it, the best university in the world, maybe something along those lines, Howard. And so I'm curious, have you been able to tap into um, uh, that alumni base and that community? Any because um, that is a strong base, and 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 I'm pretty sure there's some some excellent resources within that Howard um, alumni slash community base. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I've I've been able to connect with you know really just classmates who are who are starting their own own startups um, getting advice from them. Some of my investors are Howard alum. Um, my director of operations and sales I met her through one of my investors. She also um, is what she went to Howard which is hilarious because we went to Howard at the same time but yet never interacted but we have similar similar friends and and connections from there so she joined the team up um, to kind of give me more experience both in the residential and commercial construction space Uh, and then you know howard just has a very wide network to be able to connect with people from other ecosystems even other countries
0: that i've been able to tap into got it oh that's that's awesome man (laughs) i wish i could take advantage of that uh but i did not go to hbcu (laughs) And that's that's it, right man, now. Gotta, like, um, man,
1: like, yeah, that that HBCU network is is yeah, it's
0: it's, it's not the right here. now. It's crushing. Yeah,
1: yeah especially with uh, the way kind of Black tech is moving right in the areas that are are being innovated by Black entrepreneurs and Black technologists, being able to plug into a HBCU like it's all. I mean, I think Howard is the best college, hands down. But I also um, love my network from folks at Spelman, Morehouse, North Carolina a and um, FAMU, Bethune-Cookman. Like, they
0: all represent and show up. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. And I actually, um, when I'm looking for businesses to invest in, like, if I see HBCU, like, businesses, like, I'm like, okay, you you got a certain pedigree. Like, all right, you, you got a network, obviously, like, and then I like I look for those a little bit more, and I'll actually like look to invest in those more moving forward. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so next up, uh, let, let's touch a little bit about uh you know as um, most most of the founders that come up here, you know, in terms of the areas um, where you feel like you're strong at. You mentioned earlier your marketing background. Your uh, you, you working in corporate America for some time. Like, what's the area of the business where you know um, it's like an opportunity for you An area you may have to spend a little bit more time. You wear a lot of hats as the owner, the founder. And so I'm curious, like what's that area of the business where, you know, you spend a little bit more time because there's more opportunity or you may have just not done, uh, a, have a lot of experience in that space.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's really um, business development. Like I know a lot of people say technology, um, but um, I want to go with somewhere like a little less, ob- a little less obvious. So, You know, that sales pipeline, um, not so much on the demand side, but on the supply side. So like contractors, like construction tech, prop tech, real estate is really hot right now. Mm -hmm. And so contractors are getting pulled in a bunch of different directions. They know that their industry is the last frontier, right? I think in terms of all the data, in terms of construction, I think construction as an industry has about a 3% technology adoption rate which is like the lowest you can go and compare it to any other industry vertical um so contractors are getting called constantly try this new platform do this you should automate this um but a lot of them also are resistant just because most contractors are typically on the older side um and they're not that abreast with the latest technologies um, so they understand that there's a need, but there's just there's just so much noise. So what I've really been spending a lot of time in is how do we cut through that noise and create value for those contractors and show that we
0: want to be a partner with them rather than just make money off of them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's big, man. And uh, that's usually a hat uh, founders at BD slash sales. That's usually a hat founders wear by default. And so it's good. I think that, that you're saying that that's a real big opportunity for you, and you have a two, you know, a two-way marketplace, right? So it's like kind of double the work. Like you're wearing different hats, and depending on who you're talking to, whether it be the owner of the property or, like you said, the talent that's actually doing the work, um, and incentivizing them. And uh, back going back to my sales day, we used to call it "with them." What's in it for me? Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, there's so much noise nowadays due to technology we can, we all get a million emails a day, like really finding, uh, finding your path through all of that noise um, is sometimes hard. So you're out here making it easier for them with your your BD focus for sure. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing, right? Like
1: when it comes to contractors, most aren't readily looking for technological solutions. So like you don't have the incoming the way you would, for like if we use slack as an example right like everyone's looking for ways to communicate more easily or a HubSpot, where like crm is the big thing for small businesses when it comes to contractors like they're in the field they're getting their hands dirty they don't have time to sit and look for something that's going to make their job easier so it's really developing that skill set you know which is is a skill set to be able to sell a person and convince them that this will bring value to
0: you, and it's something you need within your workflows. Yeah, that's dope. So, okay, so now we can get to the technology piece and, and things like that. So can you walk us through um, how we, as, as a uh, property owner, I would leverage this platform? Like, what, what's what's the flow look like?
1: Yeah, so basically a renovation comes down um, the way we, we communicate here at Guild. A renovation has four key phases. Uh, So phase one is the connection, which is literally just connecting supply and demand, contact information, get a contractor. Phase two is choose. So going through the process of choosing who you want to work with, what you're getting done, how much you're willing willing to pay, all of those different aspects. Then phase three is initiating the project, which is its own process and of of itself that most people don't realize. And then phase four, which a lot of people kind of just think is gonna happen automatically is completing. So how do you actually close the loop and finish that renovation when all the work is done? How do you make sure everyone who's supposed to get paid gets paid? How do you make sure that the project that was delivered is actually the project that aligns with your scope of work? What Guild does is use big construction data to automate and streamline the steps for property owners through those four phases.
0: Appreciate that. Short and sweet. I like it. It sounds like you you you've gone through uh, and got the feedback uh, from the actual users. And so you've iterated quite a bit. I'm curious, like how many times do you feel like you've iterated the product to, to get to the point where you're at now? A bunch, a bunch. So like even identifying, like we
1: had... Um, And big, big picture of, okay, we know this is a process, right? But even being able to get down to the granular level, but keep it very concise in those four phases were difficult and seeing like, what can we automate versus what we can streamline and what will the data enable us to do and how would it benefit a property owner? Now, of course, we're not to full AI and automation yet at our MVP, Um, But a lot of those initial administrative and operational tasks like getting a quote schedule, right, getting the scope of work, understanding what your deliverable is, we're already automating those steps through the platform. So for a property owner, basically what it comes down to, they're a much more informed decision maker prior to any money exchanging hands or any work being done, which 70% of the things that go wrong with the renovation go wrong in that initial process of
0: getting started. Mhm-, yeah, and, and both parties being on the same page I just uh, i'm I'm assuming that uh that's been like the painful part like you buy, you pay for something like this, and if you're not really informed when you get to the end, you're just like, yeah, this doesn't really look like the picture that I saw online or like the YouTube right <laughs> video going back to the youth it people just googling things um, and so having that awareness up front, I think that's gonna be gonna be big moving forward and even thinking just from a generational perspective people are buying homes later and later and so these aha moments are happening for people millennials and they're in their 30s and i don't know for the generations after us what that trend looks like but um we, we need some help in terms of understanding what these things are for sure
1: yeah i mean the housing stock in america is extremely old um, so, I think the vast, I think the median age for a home in the US is 43 years old, right? Yeah. And then 40% of our housing stock now that we have available is 50 years old or older. So, as millennials, which we already make up the largest cohort of home buyers now, all of those properties are going to be needed, you know, they're going to be needed to get renovated. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're going to need a lot of renovations and some, you know, very intense renovations. But most folks don't have experience with it. So even if it looks nice when it's done, most people don't start noticing noticing things are off until after they, they lived in it. Right. Like, you know, that cabinet doesn't quite sit right or this light switch is supposed to turn on that light, but it doesn't work. These outlets aren't working the way they want to. But by that time, the contractor has moved, you know, has taken the final payment and moved on. Mm-hmm. So it's. Can you go through the process to try to get that person to come out again, you know, by threatening a bad review or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or do you just foot the bill for another contractor to come in and fix what wasn't done the first time?
0: Yeah, that's. That's an experience I've had before, Donovan. (laughs) (laughs) Like you are just like, I feel like you're in my brain.
1: This is I'm telling you, this is just from doing the the work of customer discovery and going through the process myself multiple times and just sitting down and having interviews with homeowners and property owners who have told me, I mean, the most horrific renovation stories. And this is not to paint contractors because I've sat down with contractors who've dealt with horrific customers and trying Mm -hmm. to get stuff done. And what people have to understand and what guilds, our main goal is, is to get contractors and property owners to understand that you guys are actually on the same team. You have the same goal. The problem is the current process is antiquated. It makes it extremely difficult for you to collaborate to get to that goal. And that's where Guild wants to sit as that bridge between the two, get everyone on the same page, and let's deliver a great
0: project. I like that, man. That's that, That's definitely dope. Um, you know, as, as we wrap up, I want to, uh, pass it to, you. you know, how can, like, what's the best way for, uh, folks, uh, to tap in with the brand, um, and, and, and just keep in tune with what's, what's coming forward. Uh, obviously some of us are homeowners, so we're going to use the app and some of us may be, you know, just looking for, um, uh, that next, that next tool to use. So how can folks, uh, stay connected with, 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 Guild?
1: Yeah. So we're uh, Guild on all social media platforms, T-R-Y-G-U-I-L-D-E.com. Follow us on LinkedIn. That's mainly where we post right now. So you can follow our story. story. Uh, You can follow me, Donovan Wright, at It Feels Right on Instagram, Twitter, and just, you know, plug into the journey. We're only located right now in Metro Detroit, but um, as we build up Traction. We definitely want to expand, of course, and spread into other regions. Um, but right now, yeah, that would be the best way to kind of follow along
0: the journey. Got it. Um, and so, uh, you mentioned being in Detroit for right now. Um, are there any cities that you you that are that are on your radar in terms of that, that that future growth?
1: Yeah. So this summer, we're looking to uh, spread to the rest of the state um, in Michigan, and then basically take a, a regional approach. So um start with the Midwest, then move down south, east coast, uh northeast and west coast. That's kind of our uh
0: rollout plan. Come on down south. <laughs> <laughs> we ready for you. Uh I yeah, Donovan, I appreciate you uh sharing sharing your story. Um it's uh it, it's near and dear to my heart. because um, this is something I deal with as a homeowner. I want my family to be in a safe environment. Um, That's always top of mind for me. Uh, So as soon as I saw your app, I just said, I got to have a conversation with with, with Donovan. And like you said, this space um, is pretty hot right now. So I'm excited to see other founders um, pop up in this space and look to take on these challenges uh, when it comes to just real estate in general. That's very broad, I know. Um, I want to pass it to you one last time. Like, what's that last, that final thought you want folks who are listening in to take away from this conversation uh, that we had today? Yeah, I mean, mainly for those who are listening who have an idea and want
1: to, maybe not even have an idea, but they want to be an entrepreneur in some facet, like, look for a problem to solve. It doesn't have to be a technical problem. Just look for a problem to solve in your own life, in your community's lives. And I promise you that that will be so much more fulfilling uh, than just solving something for the sake of the financial gain that you would get it right. Like if you solve people's problems, the money will, cl- will come, the equity will come, the investors will come the moment you solve somebody's problem. But the benefit to that person's who that person whose problem is solved
0: will be that will be way more greater uh, than any financial outcome. That's dope. Fine. That's dope. That. Perfect final thoughts. Uh, I'm a that's a mic drop moment from Donovan. So all I'm gonna say is uh, thanks for tuning in to another great episode of the Beyond Normal podcast. <laughs>